This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. As we enter into this brand new year, Pastor Ray tells his listeners, God is looking for a people who are willing to go from merely worldly entertainment to godly worship. This special two-day teaching entitled, Where is God Taking Us? deals specifically with matters of godly truth and worshiping in the spirit. Pastor explains that God wants all to go beyond merely getting blessed to worship's real purpose, blessing others. True worship always inspires and excites the worshiper, but also calls for a deeper commitment to what the Lord is looking for. It calls for getting the worshiper to a place of miracles, signs, and wonders, not merely feelings and emotions. Pastor explains how true worship gets us to go beyond ourselves into even higher levels of humility and obedience. Let's now go with Pastor Ray to look more carefully at that special worship place where God is taking us. The title of this message today um, is, is simply this, where is God taking us? Where is God taking us? And if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, um, you, you got to know that God is ever moving you upward, moving you to better places, that God is taking you somewhere. God doesn't want you to stay right where you are, because if you stay right where you are, you're stagnant. If you're stagnant, you become ineffective. And, you know, you know the Dead Sea in, in Israel? You know why it's called a Dead Sea? Because nothing lives in it. It's dead. You know why it's dead? Because it only takes in. It doesn't let out. So, so you see, God doesn't want us to be dead Christians. All right, let me say it again. We're, we're getting off to it. God doesn't want us to be dead, ineffective Christians. All right. So, so he's, got a, he's ever moving. He's ever trying to get us ahead and moving us into different, deeper and different dimensions of this experience in life with him. So the question we pose today is, where is God taking us? What is it? And I not only speak to this church, but I'll just speak to the body of Christ at large, that God is trying to get all of us to a greater and to a better place. The very first place that God wants to take us, folks, are you ready for this? God wants and is looking for a people who will go from entertainment to godly worship. Amen. I, I'm a little offended by a lot of the, what is being passed off in this day as worship unto the Lord. A lot of the music, a lot of the songs, a lot, they're devoid of power. God doesn't want us to just get hung up into godly entertainment or, or Christian entertainment. He's really looking for us to enter into the level of godly worship worship unto him. Because there's a lot of entertainment that goes around. If all you do with your life is listen to Christian music that entertains you, you have missed the whole meaning and purpose uh, that, that God has created you for. He wants to take us from entertainment to godly worship. 
to worship that comes from the depths of a man's heart, not merely just mimicking words or singing words, but coming from the depths of a person's heart with absolute gratitude towards God for all that he is and all that he has done and all that he has accomplished in our lives. We've got to come from, because, you know, even some of the music that's out there today, it doesn't really bring glory to God. Where are those songs that bring us into the deep place and the deep presence of the Lord? Let me read this verse because Jesus addressed this when he spoke to the woman at the well. He was walking along and he came to a well and he was thirsty and he asked the woman for a drink and they had this whole exchange. And Jesus ends the conversation and he says in verse 21, Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the father. You worship what you do not know. We Uh, We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews, but the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers. Now, let me just stop there for a minute. True worshipers. If Jesus is identifying a true worshiper, then there must be a fake worshiper. If he says true worshipers, there means that there is a another kind of worshiper that maybe let's call it an insincere worshiper. A worshiper that comes half-heartedly worshiping God or maybe not even worshiping Him at all. Maybe the worship that that one is giving is really more Christian entertainment than it is a heart that is sold out for God who brings worship from the depths of His being just because God is who God is and because of what God has done and accomplished in one's life. He said true worshiper, so there's got to be a fake worshiper too an insincere worshiper. So he says, the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And the Father, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. Spirit and in truth. So let me tell you what, if he says, if he identifies this level of worship being true worship that's found in the spirit and in truth, that means that there's fake worship that really is found or has itself more in the flesh. I've seen this. I see it in the body of Christ. You know, a lot of times in music ministry and this kind of thing, there's more performance that goes on than deep worship unto the Lord. It's amazing to me. And, and, you know, if this convicts anybody, I can't help it. I just got to speak what the Holy Ghost given me to speak. You know, I'm not trying to get people to leave the church. I'm trying to get people to come to church. But if you're going to come to church, when you go to the hospital, you go there to get fixed. You know, you go, when they say we got to do this procedure to fix you, you know, you don't walk out. You say, no, I want to get better. So you let them do the procedure. It's the same way with church. We got we to, but I, I don't understand this, how some people don't even come to the worship service. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching real good right now. Or we walk in late. Worship is going on and worship has been going on for 15 minutes and we walked in late. Man, you see, you don't understand the value and the importance of worship and what it means to God and what it means to your life and to your experience and to your development and growth as a Christian. God is trying, God is looking for true worshipers who are going to worship him in spirit and in truth. It's going to emanate from their innermost being. We come to worship because we're excited about God. We come to worship to thank God. We, see, really, the worship ushers in the preacher to preach the Word. I can't preach the Word until I have worshipped my God. You know, 
I'm believing for a day, and I have seen it in my ministry, a day when the praise and worship was so strong that people couldn't even get out of their seats. I have seen and witnessed a, a day, I have seen a witness in my ministry and are believing for a day that the power of God will be so strong as we are worshiping and praising that people will be healed right in their seats by the power of the living God. I have seen it, I have witnessed it, and I want to see it again. That people's lives will be transformed the minute they walk in because the power of God is so strong and thick because of the worship that's being lifted up to God. What do you think you're going to do when you get to heaven? You think you're going to play tiddlywinks? You're going to golf? You're going to be worshiping at the throne of God. You're going to be lifting up praise and worship before the Father. That's what we will be doing. It's going to be a big worship fest. You ought to get used to it while you're here on earth. Because that's what you're going to be doing when you get to. So where's, where, where's God trying to get us? He's trying to get us from merely godly entertainment to pure worship, to true and pure worship. Number two, where is God taking us? God is trying to get us beyond blessing to the very purpose of blessing. Too many of us are focused on trying to get a blessing from God. And we've got to get beyond mere blessing in our life to the very purpose of blessing. In other words, when God blesses you, he doesn't bless you just for you, folks. He blesses you with somebody else in mind. When he puts a blessing in your life, he's thinking of a whole bunch of other people through whom you're going to be the vehicle that's going to be the blessing to all those people. But the enemy gets us so focused on ourselves and what we need and what we now there's nothing wrong with that we have our needs our wants and our de- desires and we can walk in the blessing but God wants to get us beyond just merely looking for a blessing for ourselves to the place where we begin to see the purpose of blessing let me give you a verse let me give you a verse many of you know this verse but in Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 God speaking to Abram he says get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you I will make your name great hallelujah God's going to make your name great but then he tells him this he says I will bless you And he says it again, and make your name great. Twice he told him he's going to make his name great. Now, he didn't put a period there. Because the next verse says, and you shall be a blessing. In other words, God blesses us and empowers us in order that we might bless and empower somebody else. Sometimes we wonder why the blessings aren't flowing. I'll tell you why the blessings aren't flowing. Because the blessings aren't going. Until they start to go, they won't flow. When, when God blesses you, he didn't just mean it for you. We're supposed to be the vehicle and the vessels through whom God pours this blessing out to others. So, so where is God trying to get us? Get us beyond this idea of just blessing to the very purpose of blessing. Let me give you another verse. Acts chapter 20 and verse 35 And it says here, I've shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of our Lord Jesus that he said, and this is what Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Unfortunately, in the body of Christ, we have a lot of people, you know, their name is Jimmy, Gimme, Gimme. It's all about me, what I can get, what I want, what I need. 
But God wants to take us to a deeper dimension and to a deeper level. I'm going to tell you what, you want to see blessing pour out in your life. You want to see prosperity pour out in your life. You want to see increase come upon you and upon everything you lay your hands to. You really want to see the truth of this word become magnified to a greater degree in your life. Start to see the purpose of blessing. Begin to look to God and say, God, why did you bless me with this? What is it you want me to do? Who is it that you want me to bless? Let me ask you a question. Have you blessed anybody lately? Have you just blessed them just because it wasn't their birthday or it wasn't an anniversary or it wasn't Mother's Day or Father's Day or some other day? You just plain old bless somebody because God put them on your heart. And even if God didn't put them on your heart, you put somebody on your heart. Look for somebody to bless. Why? Because you're blessed to be a blessing. You're not, a, you're not blessed to just hold it and keep it. And, and for yourself, you've been blessed to be a blessing, to pour it out on somebody else. So God wants to get us beyond just mere blessing. That's just mere blessing to the very purpose of blessing. God wants to empower you. That's why he blesses you. But he empowers you and positions you so that you in turn can be a blessing to somebody else. Somebody may be waiting for you to act in obedience to the direction of the Lord or by the direction of the Lord to be obedient to it. And unless you act... That person will never receive what they're supposed to get. So we've got to get beyond. And sometimes I get concerned about this because I, I, I sometimes see or think I see just very self-centered people who are just wanting, you know, praying for myself, me and my family. And, and, and we've got to get beyond just seeking a blessing to the very purpose of that blessing. God blesses you and empowers you so that you can be a blessing and empower somebody else. Number three, where is God taking us? Kind of ties into what I just said. God's trying to get us beyond being self-focused. You ready? Because you're not going to like this part. To being excited about evangelism. Now, now there's the proof. I said the word evangelism and four people said, ooh And one person clapped. Because this is, what I've, this is what I've witnessed even when we do prayer night or we have a prayer meeting. We pray for prosperity. But yeah, hallelujah. We pray for healing. Yeah, hallelujah. We pray for, you know, breaking bondages. Yeah, hallelujah. We pray for marriages. Yeah, hallelujah. We pray for kids, you know, uh, rebellion being broken. Yeah, hallelujah. And then we pray, let's pray for souls coming to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Oh, it happens every time. I've been experiencing that for 30 years. Why? Because too many of us are so self-focused. It's all about my prosperity, my family, my life, my, 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 the great old me. God wants to get us way beyond being so self-consumed because the devil's got you chasing your own tail, being so self-consumed in your own little life with your own little troubles, your own little problems. And I'm not saying they're little. I realize that some of them can be big, but I found out something a long time ago. When you go spend your time on winning the loss and telling somebody about Jesus and helping someone to come to know the Lord, give your testimony, tell the world about what Jesus has done in your life. I don't know, somehow something changes in my situation. Something breaks. That, that stronghold of the enemy just begins to dissipate and disappear. 
You got to become excited about winning souls. You got to be excited about telling somebody about Jesus. We're losing this church. We're losing this in this day. People aren't excited about evangelism. When we, when we start praying for evangelism, there ought to be shouts and cries. And listen, let me tell you what, there really is a heaven. And I want to tell you something else. There really is a hell. There's one way to heaven according to what Jesus, our Lord and Savior, who rose from the dead for you and for me. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one will come to the Father but through me. He becomes the salvation for every human being. There will be people that will end up in hell. I don't want to be the one who allowed that to happen. We need to get a passion for telling somebody about Jesus. Now listen, I understand sometimes it's frustrating because people don't want to hear. Well, it's not my responsibility whether they hear, receive, or accept the Lord. My responsibility is to tell them. Your responsibility is to tell them. The Holy Spirit is the convictor. The Holy Spirit is the convincer. He's the one that will convince and convict and make truth real to that person. My responsibility is to tell the world. Have you told anybody lately about Jesus? How many people did you win to the Lord this year so far? Think about it. Think about it. How many people did you win to the Lord? How many people did you invite to church? We have to stop. We have to stop. God's trying to take us somewhere, folks. You say, oh, this is strong. Well, sometimes strong medicine is exactly what you need. You've been taking Pepto-Bismol. It doesn't work. Now we got to get to the strong stuff. Now we got to get to the real deal. We tried the over-the-counter stuff. It doesn't work. Now we got to get a real prescription. Got to get the strong stuff to knock it out. Are y'all, are y'all listening? Are we excited about evangelism? We're just playing church, man. You're, you're out in a harvest field. Everywhere you are, you're in a harvest field. Say, well, I'm a little embarrassed. Get over it. Jesus hung naked on a cross for you. He wasn't embarrassed to die for you. He wasn't embarrassed. He wasn't ashamed. Slapped and spit upon and, 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 and kicked and beaten up and nailed to a cross with a bloody, you know, crown of thorns. He wasn't embarrassed to lay there naked for you. Why would you be embarrassed to go tell the world about such a love and such a awesome God who died on our behalf that our sins might be forgiven, that our shame might be washed away, that he would give us life and give us hope and give us a reason to live and to forgive us of all of our sins and all of our things that we have done that have offended his heart, that he's not a God that's offended at us. He's a God that loves us. He's a God that proves that love every single day in our life. Why would you be ashamed to tell somebody about that, about your God? Why would we ever be ashamed? We've got to come from this being so self-focused, just my life, my family, this and that, to the place where we're excited about evangelism. We're excited about praying for souls. When we start to call up for souls, I want to hear roars of thunderous voices just shouting out, God, save them, save the city, save this county, save this country, Lord. We need to get a fiery passion for salvations once again. This is a problem. I'm going to tell you why. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. This, this is why people are depressed and, and, and oppressed and every other kind of pressed. The reason is because we're just so self-consumed. My little Idaho, my own little world, my own little life. 
you got to remember that this is the whole crux of Christianity. We're supposed to be going out telling people about Jesus, not just coming and playing church everywhere. Let's come in and do our, let's do our Christian duty. Let's go clap and sing and hallelujah, give an offering and go home. Man, that, that, you're, you're, there's a world that needs Jesus. There are people that are suffering, that are having difficulties in their life. We say, well, you don't know what I'm going through. Right. Well, my Bible, Jesus taught me something to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Give me a better amen than that. We got to get back to being excited about telling the world about Jesus, giving them the gospel story. Just give them your testimony. We all have a testimony of what God has done in our lives. This is where God's trying to get us, trying to get us way beyond being self-consumed and self-focused. My little life. Have you just maybe taken time to just listen to somebody else's story instead of just rehearsing your own story over and over again? Did you just ever lend your ear to somebody else and then give them the answer? Just grab their hand and say, can I pray with you? Would you, would you like to hear a little bit about my Jesus? Can I tell you a little, about, a little bit about what, 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 what God has done in my life and how my life has changed? See, we're not, we're not, we're not very practiced in evangelism. I believe God's trying to get us there. Number four. Well, let me give you, let me give you this. Go beyond being self-focused to excited about evangelism. Mark 16, 15, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I just want to make note here that he wasn't talking to the pastors, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the teachers. He was talking to the body of Christ. He said, everybody go into the world. Go into the world and preach the gospel. Go tell somebody about the good news of my coming, my death, my burial, my resurrection, the fact that God's not mad with you. That salvation is found in my name and found in me. Matthew's Gospel 28, 19 through 20. He said, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them, teaching them, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is a commission that's been given to every single one of us. This is not just for the ministers of the Gospel. This is for every person who calls themselves a believer. We're to get passionate come from being so self-focused to being excited and turned on about evangelism, about winning somebody to the Lord. Number four, I'm sorry, number four, where is God taking us? God's trying to get us beyond self-promotion, selfish ambition, and coming to the place where we will humbly do the will of God. There's always self-promotion in the body of Christ. People want to be recognized. They want to be appreciated. They want to be, you know, they want to be, uh, you know, applauded. They, man, I'll tell you what, that's not, where are the humble gospel workers that just simply want to do the will of God? Just simply want to roll up their sleeves and go to work, just doing whatever needs to be done. I don't care whether I'm in the back, I'm in the front, I'm outside. I don't care where it is. As long as I'm serving God, I'm happy to do it. Amen. 
But this idea of self-promotion and being appreciated and being recognized and all of this stuff, it all emanates from the flesh. It's the flesh's desire. This is not coming from the Spirit of God. True servants of the Lord don't want to be recognized. True servants of the living God are just happy to do whatever God gives them to do. They do it in obedience. They do it with a willing heart. They do it humbly. There's no self involved. They do it in total abandonment to the will and the purposes of God. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC radio ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.